0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. San Luis Obispo, California. Hello.
2: And as a
3: surfer, he explored the beaches of Southern California from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo and up to Pismo. I'm captain of the Pismo Beach disaster relief.
2: Whoa, is this the uh, sand I tried to do this at Pismo Beach when I was growing
1: up. Oh, really? Yeah, words like we always like make him in the garage and stuff like that. And it would never work. It never worked. <laughs> never worked. I am from Pismo Beach, sir. I didn't even know that there was a college here. Well, I commute to San Luis Obispo twice a week. Mm.
3: There's a deer. Did we just call from Pismo Beach? He says there's no way he could have grabbed your ass.
1: California's been good to me. Hope you don't fall into the sea.
0: Sometimes you got trust yourself it ain't like
1: anywhere else it ain't like anywhere else a new edition of the slow cow pod jerry perez and myself sarasatsu you can follow jerry perez on twitter at how can people follow you on twitter jerry oh, or On yeah. social media uh,
0: i forgot my twitter handle still yet. haven't done it
1: yeah. still haven't i'll get done it. it for you next time it's okay. You're you're just you're totally revolting and protesting <clears throat> against social media social media presence, despite the fact this program is on a digital media platform. You can follow <laughs> the show on Twitter at Slow Cal Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Road show, where you can maybe hear my dog barking in the background right there. Jerry, you and I just did a podcast two days ago. Fascinating podcast. We covered the kink scene here in the Central Coast. I'm still thinking about
0: it. I'm still <laughs> yeah, confused. I
1: didn't, know, I didn't know there was one. Um, but there definitely is, and if you listen to the last one, you can get all the information on that. It was a great show. You're still confused,
0: yeah, man. It was, it was just bizarre. I, I keep on using the word bizarre, but it was just kind of like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I just, what are you confused about? I don't get it.
1: What don't you get? Be, be, be more specific. What don't, don't you get? That's
0: the problem. I can't be specific because I just, like I said, there was so much confusion going on. Um, like I, I understood, you know, quite a bit of it, but it just, you know i guess maybe i don't get it because it's just something not for me i guess that's probably why it's not computing
1: yeah but you don't you don't really know if it's for you until you try it right that's why i want to go to one of them i just want to go to one of these events you want to get spanked that's why you want to no spanked. heck no i just want to observe <laughs> I, just, I just want to be a, a distant observer just to see why on the wall i can about. be a fly on the wall i'll go with yeah, you that's exactly that's all i'm talking about i'm not talking about being a participant in any regard <laughs> but I'm curious anyway. So check that out, uh, in their last episode, but this episode we're going, we're going back to the more PG level. Yeah, um, we, for have, sure. we have two, we have two student journalists from the Questonian uh, joining us um, to cover some great stories they published recently. It's the end of the semester. So the Questonian is not going to be publishing more content for at least probably I'm guessing two months or so. Um, once next week goes by, but, um, and their, and their website's questonian.com um yeah and it's and it's for me it's always fun to have you folks on because you're producing in my opinion great content um and even though it's, it's for a community college here in slow we have like a really unique school for the community college level quest to college in that unlike nearly every other place in the state and country um it's not just a community college it's not just there for locals you have a lot of people from out of the area also go to school here. So for anyone who's listening to this, who is not on the central coast and you want to get that college experience, but you don't want to pay the, the exorbitant tuition fees that a four-year school oftentimes asks for, dude, pack up, move the slow, spend a couple years of your life here, having having an amazing time, go to to College. Those units count when you transfer them to a four-year school. Um, and thank you me do. later. You uh, do get the
0: good college experience because – you know, Cal Poly being across the way, you know, those communities kind of intermingle.
1: It's yes, not like do. you're
0: really divided, but
1: yes, I mean, exactly. I got exactly,
0: I got a good college experience out of it.
1: Exactly. That's like why it took you, me four years. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun, it's a really fun experience. Jerry, you and I obviously we talked about this. We're <laughs> our, our alumni of, of the school. Uh, I do a professor there now. So, but the two journalists joining us today one is Lauren Grasmick, she is the arts and entertainment editor uh, for the Questonian. Um, and then we also have joining us Jonathan Appalotto, whose uh, title is photo editor, which you've you've been producing content that is much more investigative. Um, who wants to go first, Jerry? You decide. Who are we going to who are we going to start with here? So the ladies first. I like <laughs> it. It's it's gentlemanly. So Lauren Grasnick, <laughs> uh, you can follow her on Twitter at uh, l a u g r a s thirteen. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. Yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome, Lauren. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. It was a rough morning. I got in late because I had to get my oil changed, and that took so much longer than I thought. Even though you make an appointment, they don't abide by it.
1: <laughs> Dude, so here, so so Jerry and I have talked about how how insanely OCD I've been since this whole thing started. I'm on like nine months and counting of being afraid of my own house. I just, it just I'm, I'm, dude, I'm losing my mind. But uh, so one thing I've been dreading and fortunately I haven't had to deal with this yet is an oil change because I feel like you can't, unless you learn how to do it yourself and
3: mm-hmm. it's not that
1: hard to do, but it's not that easy either. It's a pain in the ass. You gotta get your ass underneath the, your vehicle. You gotta find where to unscrew. If you've never done it, I don't know if it's that easy to just YouTube it. Um, so most likely for most of us, if you get an oil change, you have to actually go to a place some stranger is going to go into your car. They're yeah. touching your steering wheel and everything. They're touching your keys. They're breathing in there. Like, were they masking it? Were they gloving it when you went in? No,
2: actually, I watched one of the guys. He did get in and he did not have a mask on. And so oh. I had Clorox wipes that I keep in my car for just like stuff for that kind of scenario. And so I did once I got back in and was like cleaning. Like, yeah. What the heck? Yeah, majority of those mechanics weren't wearing the, the staff at the front were, the front desk guys, but most of the mechanics were not.
1: Jerry, you're shaking your head. Why? Well,
0: how else is he going to change the oil? I mean, I get it. I mean, he's not wearing a mask, but it's like, I don't know. That's the least of my problems.
1: Wear a mask. Know. At least wear a mask. <laughs> if you're going to go into someone else's car, their own personal space, wear a mask. That's That seems offensive to me um anyway so i got i got like four and a half hundred. i got forty five hundred miles before i need to get my next oil change so i'm i'm just i'm pacing it Oh,
0: well, then learn how to do it yourself you said go on youtube you got a lift <laughs> i you don't know if you got
1: can... you got a jack in your car don't you you got the jack i don't yeah but i but as i just said i don't know if it's that easy where you could just youtube it can you is it that simple
0: well i just know with newer cars things have gotten a little bit more complex yeah with older yes. cars you could have just you found the nut you unscrewed it, it spilled yes. out now some of them are like really tucked in wrapped around a corner or whatever. And then you oh. have to have the right screw for the uh, not screw but the wrench for the filter, which is gonna be a whole you might get the US measure standard or whatever it's called and then find out its metric.
1: Oh and, uh, so
0: I think it is yeah. a little bit more complex. And also you still got to recycle the oil too.
1: Yes you do and you got to get the whole tray to catch the oil. Oh my God. So that's for But it's like is. it's like one fourth of the price
0: though too if you do it yourself.
1: It's not is it that cheap? Because the oil is not that cheap. Well, it's well, like I don't. I don't know.
0: Know, let's say, let's say it's five quarts, and you're doing four or five bucks a quart. You know, that's what twenty, twenty-five bucks. Oh, yeah. If somebody does it, it's like eighty bucks.
1: Yeah, and for me, it's a hundred because I have four-wheel drive. They they, oh. they jack up they jack up that price when you got four-wheel. That's badass great. alert. That no, it's not a <laughs> badass thing. I think most people, have, a lot of people, have four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. Uh, so Lauren, you've produced some some great content for us uh, this semester. Your first story, um, I I particularly love because it, it had a strong humanitarian level to it. Yeah. And again, you can follow, you can find all of her stories and every story by going to questonian.com. And, and, the, and the, humanitarian, the humanitarian story was about Questa um, College's coffee cart individual, the, the person who ran the coffee cart, who sold it. And there's a lot of people like that, that in this pandemic with businesses shutting down and, and campuses shutting down, you know, there's nothing for them to do. And, mm-hmm. and when you re- when I read, so tell us about the story. So so it took you all yeah. the tracker down, Right.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting one. It wasn't until I actually went on campus and saw her shut down coffee cart that had her phone number at the bottom. Um, That's like, what was the only way? And so I contacted her and she sent me a text back to my voicemail that I left her and uh, decided, yeah, texting email was easier than for her. And then, yeah, after that, she was pretty quiet, didn't really have much to say. A lot of her messages to me were pretty bleak. And so that was kind of hard. I kept trying to pry a little bit more out of her but she just her answers were just that just that simple that's kind of where it was an interesting part and then I found out a little bit more after when the story was posted she emailed me back on a couple follow-up questions I was like oh well timing
1: <laughs> yeah what, what were the questions like what, what was she um I think
2: it was yeah wondering what she was currently doing as part-time work since she's out from Cuesta's and it was yeah it's nothing coffee related she's working retail so where? it's kind of you know? It was at Coles.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah.
2: So I was like, Oh, bummer. Like you've been doing coffee for this long. And I've always enjoyed having coffee from her. And so I yes. think it was she was good at, and I figured, Oh, maybe she could have got some sort of job within that field, but no, that's, that's the crazy part. Yeah. She's doing something not coffee related.
0: Oh. Does she own the stand like rent the the Mm -hmm. space and
2: everything she has um some of the students as employees from her that also had to go on unemployment so that was something that she had to deal with also
1: that's heavy that's really heavy to me that's insane um and then your newer story Mm -hmm. was about live live music and slow and and the reason why this whole story started was because you mentioned during one of our meetings that despite the fact that COVID was rampant, despite the fact mm-hmm. that there were like state mandates for numerous things to to help prevent the spread. You were witnessing venues hosting live music and people just being in there maskless.
2: Right. So what and, like your those re- were live music that were I think there was only one place, the libertine was the most like top one of them all. The rest of them were kind of more smaller locations, a little bit more um like reserved like that, where they just had solo artists come in and that, so it was a pretty more, like, relaxed scene. Um, I thought the coolest one, though, what Slow Brew Rock was doing, uh, they would have a band, they would play inside, and they would have their doors open to the outside, where you can still sit and listen, but you're not inside, you're not crowding around or anything like that. So you're still sit, sitting outside outdoors, but listening to a band play. They have
0: inside. a big sliding a sliding, like, garage yeah. door, right? The yeah they
2: rock. had yeah uh, yeah that was the libertine they have a big huge outdoor and that's where they were kind of claiming that it was like they had an outdoor ish inside kind of same kind of idea but i thought that was cool that slow rock was doing that yeah they had all their doors open to okay. still witness what's happening on the inside <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's crazy so so you actually went ahead and wrote a story so what did your research reveal
2: That a lot of people, well, that was the other part is that not too many of the artists. I have some friends that were playing some of these venues and they didn't really want to impact like kind of that, like if they were to get some bad blood with some places and, um, but they were just, you know what, it was about the money. That's what they would tell me. They're like, that's really what they wanted. They didn't really want to be more on record, I guess. So they were just wanting to say, you know, they needed to get something with money that they're not working. Yeah. And there, these places were offering it and it was like, "Eh, it's not on them.
1: (laughs) And that's, and that, in my opinion, is the great feeling of our government during this pandemic is, is, and maybe that's why the president, one of the many reasons he was not reelected is that at, at this time, this is when the government is supposed to step in and help, you know? So if you're working in an industry that cannot sustain itself in an environment where social distancing has to be in effect, dude, provide these people money. You know, like give them subsidies at a minimum, give them loans that with really long term, no interest payback options instead of just Mm -hmm. leaving leaving them hanging in the lurch. I mean, it's crazy, you know, like like I I cannot I cannot believe that the government stands for I don't know how many months now. And again, it's a good riddance to this piece of crap president is that is tough it out. Oh, it's just a flu. It's like, uh, no, it's not. It's clearly much, much more than that um i mean i know the overall mortality rate is three percent which is not astronomical but if someone told you if you were getting on a flight and someone told you hey there's a three percent chance this flight's gonna crash would you get on that flight like would you so if you had a, if you had a if you had a headache and you had a hundred tylenols in front of you and someone said three of those could kill you would you go ahead and take the risk and take two of those for your headache how bad's a headache might- was well, yeah, that's a Jordan thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I know that's. A, I knew, I knew but, you stole that from Jordan, <laughs> but you, you understand the point, right? Is is that like three percent is still a relatively high level, and even though that affects mostly older people and those are the conditions, you're hearing enough stories from the, from the, from people who are not that vulnerable who are still suffering for months on end. And I guess the point is, is that, especially with the vaccine close, like we finally see a finish line here dude, why can't the government just start subsidizing? Why cannot, I mean, print money, do what you got to do. Worry about these ramifications later. I mean, we're in an immediate crisis and this is, the, the, this is what happens, is that people need money. They're going to do what they have to do. And in this case, we had music venues open. Who knows what the transmissions were from that, right? I mean, because alcohol seems to be one of the biggest uh, variables for contributing to this because the moment you have booze in your system, you just stop caring, right? who cares if I get it come closer let's hang out right. let's talk yeah. like inhibitions are gone right Jerry I'm sure you know about that so
0: I have no idea what you're talking about
1: yeah so, no I but I, I
0: am definitely on on board with you you know it is sad and pathetic that you know especially here in Slower, you know you have a big community you have the bars and the restaurants and a lot of that you know is funded by students and you know a little bit of the tourists so you see a whole community that are that is being shut down and not being yeah. compensated for that. It's especially right now during Christmas, you know, you know, people are going to get together, you know, uh, and give gifts or whatever, but it seems like, you know, they got their black Friday money and just, yeah, like you said, you just got to r- write it out and tough it out. And this, it, that's not cool. Especially when you, you realize that the majority of the politicians got their money, you know, they're, they're pretty well off and they forget about the blue collar people, you know, people yeah. just trying to live, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So um, Lauren, what are your next plans? Are you going to be back with a Quistonian next semester? Or are you going to continue being a journalist? Uh, I will
2: be. Yes, I will nice. be It'll be my last semester at Cuesta. And I only have one other class to take. So I'm, I've got the time to do it. Yeah.
1: And then what's next? Are you going to transfer? Or are you, are you yeah, done?
2: I've applied to those uh, transfer colleges just about a week or two ago. And so, yeah, waiting for what's the next pro- after that to hear back from who and to see where I decide to go would you what apply? School? Yeah, <laughs> I applied to quite a bit. I didn't know that was a unknown thing that you're only really traditionally doing like two or three. I did like five or six.
1: <laughs> who says? Who uh, says two or three? Like who told I you? A
2: lot of people told me. They're like, "Wow!" Even my counselor told me. She's like, "Wow, you're applying to a lot." I was like, "Oh."
1: I mean the the only downside to applying to a lot is is you do I think you do have to spend money for each of those applications, right? So you're yeah, you're... that
2: was yeah, that was the other kind of downside to it. But I mean, I... that was just I didn't really have a set place of where I wanted to go and. Uh, so I did quite a few down uh, down South. I did San Diego State. I'm doing oh, nice. Northridge. Um, I think I did Long Beach as well. Nice. And then I have some backups as like Sacramento, Chico. And I went ahead and did Cal Poly anyways, even though I yeah. don't have any interest to go to Cal Poly. Um, but I just went ahead and did it just to have it just in case.
0: Are you from, from Slow?
2: Yeah, I'm from Slow.
0: So you just want to get out of town then?
2: Yeah, I want to get out of town. And I don't feel like Cal Poly really had that kind of my journalism where I'm, I'm in public relations, kind of more in marketing. And I want to do hotel and travel. And mm. some of the other kind of colleges had that little bit more of a a road ahead for me.
1: Gotcha. Aztecs for life. That's my alma mater. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you do get in.
2: I would love that. Awesome.
1: <laughs> awesome, Lauren. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Hope you have a great winter vacation. I don't know what you have planned. Yeah.
2: I don't um, either. ain't <laughs> <Staying better>. home.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, those damn PS5s or Xboxes, man, make them available. Damn it!
2: Yeah,
0: hey, I got a roommate
1: that's got a few available. Are you serious?
0: Dead serious. You have he's a got, ro- He's got like three or three or four on this on sale. He's trying to get PS5, it.
1: PS5s or Xboxes?
0: PS5s.
1: How did your roommate get that many?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was on accident. So he. Was in the market to buy one, uh huh, and something was going on with the website that was glitching, so he kept on like reloading or something. <sighs> and he accidentally bought four.
1: Is he is he is he marking them up now, or what's he doing with the extra? Yeah,
0: he's he sold one at least double the price. I mean, it was weird okay. because at, at the beginning of the market, I guess you could say, you know, you get those uh eBay guys like, oh yeah, you know, they they bid it up to like 2500, and then when it's time to pay, they're like, oh, I, n- I didn't mean to bid on these,
1: ah, so, they back off.
0: But uh yeah he's got like 3 of them down in the living room ready to go. Well for- <laughs> I I'm
1: I'm in I'm in need. So you tell your roommate if he's if he doesn't if he's okay with not ripping me off, you know, I'm interested, but if he's being a capitalist. <laughs> Jonathan has his hand up to <laughs> I need one, man. It's not even a want. It's a need. Like I'm dying here, dude. I need my in home. I need my cuz I'm not I don't have a fire stick, so I can't get all the other cool like streaming services like Disney Plus. Um what else is there? Like, like I, I got Hulu, I got Netflix, like Apple TV. I think you can get that through your PS5 or your Xbox.
3: There's Amazon Prime, like Prime Video.
1: I got that too. Yeah, but I so I think Disney Plus and Apple TV. And there's one more I'm thinking of, that I can't get. But yeah, and then all the games. Oh my God, man, dude, I, I can. I'm the type of guy who can. Lauren, let me ask this before you go. This mm-hmm. is this is a, a gender related question. It is a generalization, but generally speaking, why do women? hate their boyfriends or hate men who play video games so much?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think is it just such an attention. You're like, you want to do something together with them and watch a TV show together. Whereas where they're playing video games, that's super one-sided and you're just like, let's, we're just hanging out together, but we're not doing anything. <laughs> like,
1: right. You know? But I get that. That's logical. Yeah. But, uh, but there's also a lot of disdain that women have for men, even when, when there is no time for them to hang out. Like if, if the man has nothing to do mm-hmm. and their partner is busy they're still going to look down on that man for playing video games. And I don't understand why that is. There's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing, but it's not that cool because yeah. I feel like myself and most of my guy friends love playing video games, but we're torn, at least when we're in serious relationships, because our partners like frown on it. And, I'm, and I just don't understand. It's almost like they look at us as like we're being losers doing it, you know? <laughs>
2: I don't personally think so I never That's really good. did ever but I just always thought yeah it is kind of a funny yeah why you, you when you hit on yeah it's something that people kind of just poke fun at like oh you play your yeah like FIFA and all that stuff like
1: yeah
2: <laughs> it's like funny. Call of
1: Duties like whatever game yeah. it is you're playing. Like I don't know if you know who the the tennis player Andy Murray is. He he doesn't play much anymore, but he's he's from England. He won a few Grand Slams. Jerry, you know who Andy Murray is, right? Yeah, the, he's, the yeah. He won, I think he won Wimbledon once or something. Like that. No, he I don't know. He's he's got a couple Grand
0: Slams. So that's about he it. He does.
1: He won Wimbledon once and the U.S. Open once. And the Wimbledon thing was a big deal because he was the first Brit to win it, I think, since the 1930s, uh, on on the home soil. But anyways, the the reason why I bring him up is because Andy Murray once shared a story about how his his long-term girlfriend of like years like i think almost 10 years uh broke up with him because he played video games so much and i couldn't believe that i, I mean I, I get like if all you're doing is playing video games because he said the reasoning is she looked at him and started wondering if he had any ambition in life besides just tennis and video games and and again i just i don't know lauren i guess you're just one of the cool ones because i, I feel like. <laughs> most 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 women again I'm, i know i'm generalizing here but i based on my heuristic experience most women for some reason they hate it and if you go on like dating oh my god if you go on like dating uh apps for example like if you're swiping on on bumble or one of these things quite a few of these profiles from women say it if you play video games do not swipe right <laughs> like it's crazy
2: Damn. there's hate
1: <laughs> there's general general hate genuine hate for for video game players anyways lauren thank you for yeah. being the woman on the panel to answer that question <laughs> <laughs> awesome i look forward to seeing you next semester lauren have a great winter vacation all right
2: oh, you too thank you
1: you're welcome thanks for coming on and then jonathan apelotto uh how you doing how you doing pal where you're in mora bay right now is that right
3: yeah i'm stationed here in Morro bay for the and- time. station
1: what are you in the military
3: no <laughs> <laughs> um, um I I know Cyrus, I told Cyrus about this. That I usually like travel a lot back and back and forth because I used to live in Fremont. Okay.
1: In the San Francisco Bay Area, yeah.
3: yeah. And then um but since this whole covid thing and that we're on lockdown again, that it's kind of limited it.
1: So. it tremendously. Yeah. Well, cuz you don't want to go back and forth and spread this thing, right? To two, two different sets of families. Yeah. Um I'm the child of the divorce myself. I get it. I haven't seen my dad in almost a year. I'm probably not going to see him until he gets vaccinated. He's, he's almost, he's, he's much older, so he should get this thing kind of soon. Um, by the way, you can follow Jonathan on Twitter at um, J-O-N-A underscore T-H-A-N eight. Jonna underscore Thin and the number eight at the end. Uh, Jonathan, you've written two stories that w- we want to talk about. And the first one I think Jerry and I could have a, a healthy discussion on, which is um, wearing masks when you're in a drive through so drive-thru restaurants have exploded in popularity since the pandemic started for obvious reasons, right? Um, In-N-Out especially has blown up in popularity. Jerry, I don't know if you've had In-N-Out since this pandemic started. I tried once.
0: I think okay. I've had it twice. Once back in May in Monterey. And I'm trying to remember if I've had it around here locally. So I guess no. No, not, okay. not since May. We just spirit? got an emergency. We just got an emergency alert. I don't know if you checked your phone.
1: No, I haven't. Uh, what is, for what?
0: Says State of California, new public health stay-at-home order in your area. COVID nineteen is spreading rapidly.
1: Uh-huh. Stay
0: home except for essential activity. Wear a mask. Keep your distance.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that I think that's just following up on because last night at midnight, I think was we're recording this. Oh no, it was two nights ago. We're recording this on Tuesday, December eighth um yeah i don't know why they published that cases are up i think i think we had 330 something cases in slow reported yesterday which i've never seen the number that high here usually it's in the 150 range that's usually the high number so this is over double that that could explain why that that text alert came out uh um, you asked me about my experience at in and out right uh, yeah. back in may yeah yeah uh, back
0: in may it, if i remember correctly we got in line to the drive-through and obviously that thing was like disneyland wrapped around the yeah
1: corner. insane but-
0: but I don't think people realize that you still could go inside and order. So yeah. me and my buddy, you know, we had our masks. We went inside and ordered and got our food within 10 minutes as opposed to the people outside who knows how long they waited. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that was the last time because I can't remember anywhere else that I've gone for In-N-Out. So that had to have been back in May. Yeah. Sounds about gotcha. right.
1: Yeah. I tried once. I, I remember probably around that time, it was somewhere in the summer. And I pulled off at a Tascadero to get in and out there. And that line was like Disneyland. You're right. Like you said, dude, it was like, it seemed like it would have been two hours. And then the doors were open, but I like half the people inside weren't even wearing masks. Um, This was whenever Yeah. They're like hanging out, sitting down, like chilling. I like, well, they weren't sitting down. They weren't sitting down, but they were ordering like you were, but half of them were wearing masks. And I just said, F this. And I bounced. So Jonathan, first of all, I don't know what you're using for your microphone. It sounds amazing. Do you have a mic? How do you sound I so do.
3: good? <laughs> I'm using the um, my MacBook uh, mic.
1: You're, that's your mic. That's your MacBook mic. Is that a new MacBook?
3: Yeah, it's the latest one.
1: Dude, that yeah. sounds professional, Jerry. Doesn't it? Sounds good. It's very bassy. Sounds like Barry White. It does. There's monotone <laughs> to there. Yeah, there's a, there's a boom, boom. boom. <laughs> there is that? You're right. That's a good. That's a good computer mic. That's like the best one I've ever heard. So. Jonathan, tell us about your experience, man. Tell us about writing the story of, of people wearing masks and drive-thrus.
3: So I myself work in a fast food restaurant and I'm always in the drive-thru. So I kind of like not, I, I tried my best not to have my own bias in it because I tried to get everyone's point of view. It was, it was kind of like both easy and hard because like I know I have experience. So like I know what to write about, but being the photo, like photo editor, I had to get photos so I've I've kind of had this tendency where like I get like really shy and bashful when people start staring at me. So when I'm okay. just standing there taking a photo, people stare at me and I'm just like, okay, so I gotta go. And I, I didn't really get that's why I was like hella like cautious and like shy around a, 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 a like a group of people. And that's why it took me so long to get these photos. Okay. No, and then um but I'd say this um writing this is actually made I'm well, sorry. Writing this is actually like, I hope people realize that wearing mask and drive through is as like, cause you're not six feet. You're not six feet. You're basically right in front of them. Right. And the a, a glass is not going to do anything. As long as you wear a mask, it, I'd say it's, you're at least helping reduce the spread. But um, Cause there are some customers who like thinks they're like all that, they basically get up all up in your face and it's just like, it's, it's not it. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, I don't
1: What, understand. what, re- what fast food restaurant do you work at?
3: Um, McDonald's.
1: And so are you, are you, do you guys do like the in and out move where someone's out there taking orders? Like they're, like they're a, a waiter or a server?
3: We've, we've, they started doing that before like COVID everything happened. Mm-hmm. But then like, I don't understand why they're doing it right now.
1: They are doing it like that right now?
3: Yeah. Like um they still ask me to do it and then they have uh, yesterday i was working they asked my coworker to go outside to take orders
1: well they're probably doing it to save time
3: right they need it to save time but yeah but yeah. then i i try i'm trying to distance myself from these people not trying to get close up to them i hear but you either some people wear masks some people don't and if they're not wearing masks of course i'm not going to get like all up in their face
1: yeah. Is that what you do? So like, if they're not wearing a mask, do you like stay far away? Do you make it obvious?
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I try to relatively stay far away and I have to yell at them because I myself am wearing a mask. Right. And then, um, good for you. My, some of my boss, I don't want to like put them on blast, but like some of my bosses kind of get irritated that I'm not taking their orders. Cause like, I don't want to get to them. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm just like, I don't want to get into a whole spiel of saying like, like I'm not comfortable and all that. Even though I kind of really want to, yeah, it is my job.
1: Yeah, you're in a tough spot. Do you
0: guys have to rotate? I was just sorry. Do you guys have to rotate whose turn it is to go outside?
3: Yeah. So like, like you know, when we go on breaks, they have us like they have someone cover me or I cover them, and then uh, but sometimes most of the time they mainly put me or some, they say like they mainly put me outside, and when it's on my break, I go back outside. So it's like. It's kind of weird how they do things. I'm I'm guessing they they have favorites, but then, (laughs) um, no, yeah, that's kind of like a position I'm in, and I'm actually kind of scared of what will happen.
1: Are you? Is do you feel like? Are you concerned when they they uh, when the order is taken from the window instead of you going up to the car? Is it a little safer that way, or do are they still like like spraying, and you still feel like you're not safe?
3: Well. I honestly don't really feel safe when I enter, like exit my house. But yeah, then... yeah.
1: yeah, me too. Oh, um, you guys are like two peas in a pod right here, dude. I'm probably worse than Jonathan still, but yeah, Jonathan does. You guys even, anything. you guys are even wearing the same t-shirts. <laughs> 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 Little v necks yeah, I love it. <laughs> <A> staple. It's <laughs> funny.
3: You look good That's... in this.
1: <laughs> hey, so do you, man? Thanks, Jonathan. So do you. Um... <laughs> and that is crazy i mean it's not something people talk about that much jerry you're in the drive-thru do you order from the drive-thru i mean we, have, we don't have drive throughs in slow right not right? in
0: slow obviously if i go out of town yeah i mean like a mcdonald's yeah of well, course you have yeah well if i'm driving on the road because i'm going out of town obviously i'm going through the drive-thru um
1: so do you do that do you wear a mask in the drive-thru no are you going to now now that you've heard this new perspective from someone who takes only if jonathan's home? working <laughs> <laughs>
0: well no i mean i'll be honest i I guess i've never thought about it because uh let's see i I went through a drive-through a couple weeks ago because i went down south Mm -hmm. and i believe if i'm not mistaken the person uh that gave me my order and the person that took my money i believe they both were wearing masks so i mean i i'm in my car i just don't i I just didn't think it was necessary
1: or it is necessary i don't know yeah Uh, i don't think i don't think many people until the story jonathan think about it or even yeah. really thought about it.
3: That was this thing I was gonna I was gonna mention too. Like when you're in the drive-thru and you're in your car, it doesn't like like come to first mind that you have to wear a mask.
0: Yeah. Right. Because I never wear my mask in the car. Some people do.
3: Yeah. Exactly. So like mm. so like McDonald's or like other fast food restaurants, they're talking to a speaker, right, to take an order. Right. You don't. You're not gonna wear a mask talking to like a wall. No. And then when you get around to the corner to the window, you're gonna be like, oh shit, I forgot my mask yeah people don't some people like they wear the mask and some people don't but it's their decision but i'm just saying like it's not the first thing that comes to their head
1: right no i hear you man um that's crazy i just you know i it's a it's a it's my isolation working from home is driving me crazy but i i need to remind myself that it's it's like this is still preferable i'm sorry you're out there the good news is jonathan you're young well how old are you 1920 something
3: like that 20 i turned 20 in, in october
1: Nice, happy belated birthday! Um, you know, if you get it, you'll you're gonna be fine. It's I I I I'm optimistic you're gonna recover quickly, but I still I don't think it makes you feel better. I don't think you feel any better about it. And then and then the newest story you're writing, and this should be out on Questonian.com soon, um, is a topic, Jerry. I mean, you're from here, and this this to- you'd be much more of an expert than, than I am on this on this, this specific topic. But it's interesting, and that's the Oceano Dunes. Um, which I believe is a state park. And it's the only place as far as I know on the California coast where you can drive your vehicle on the beach. Certainly one of the only ones. There, I'm sure there's a few other places. There's, I can think of a place called Shelter Cove, way in Northern California, where I've seen cars on the beach, but it's very rare. And the Oceana Dunes like almost prides themselves on it. Well, when the pandemic first started, they, they closed it. And interesting thing that happened is all these snowy plovers who are endangered started expanding their uh, nesting grounds. And before you knew it, 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 all these new crises emerged because legally you can't move their nesting grounds. Right. So the moment they migrated and expanded, um, you had all these new territories that in theory, you could not take back like the, the snowy plovers, I guess, kind of claimed it recently back in late October, they reopened it. Right. Yeah. Um, it Jonathan- October. Yeah. Jonathan, tell us about the Oceana Dunes. What's the latest there? What's the controversy? And tell us about your the, what you discovered in your story.
3: So when I went over to the Oceana Dunes to take pictures and just like get a few, because I've never been there myself. So then I just wanted to see like, what was like, what was like up with it. I noticed right away that a lot of vehicles were lining up. And then there was a bunch of trucks and like uh, RVs on the beach, on the sand. And most of them were like, they're just posted they just sit there they're eating their meal they're having picnics some of them have tents but then um some of them there's even like some trucks even had flags saying uh save our dunes and i thought i just thought it was kind of interesting because like i knew this place was like closed but i didn't know the locals like valued this beach as much as like they did
1: yeah, I know. I know it affects certain business owners there, right? Who rent out ATVs and stuff like that.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, rem- I remember walking down to the beach. I noticed to the size that like, bike rentals, ATV rentals, they were all closed.
1: Yeah, because what are you gonna do? So I could see that, but I, 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 I don't, Jerry. Did you ever used to go there as a kid? I've never actually been there. I've no, I no, mean, I, I don't.
0: don't... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say once just because maybe I've forgotten. But, I mean, there is a slight divide where, you, you know, you go down to the entrance of the dunes and to the right, you have the normal beach where everybody can just sit and congregate normally. And then to the left, that's where it really does line up with all the RVs and ATVs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and it's, it's a weird dichotomy, like what he's saying, that, you know, the locals, obviously, there, I think there is a split where the locals want it because it brings money, right? You know, yeah. people renting equipment, you know, spending money there. But the other side of that, a lot of people don't like it because I, I'm not going to throw out a number, but I would just say that the majority of those people that are coming to the dunes are not from here. Mm. Um, a lot That'd of them be- coming from Bakersfield and Fresno because this—that's for them, that's their getaway. I mean, it's a two-hour drive. You come to the beach, bring your RV, your ATV or whatever, and you, and you have the dunes. I know over near Fresno by Kettleman City, there's some dunes over there. But the Oceano Dunes, I mean, you got the dunes and the beach and you know and the weather so that brings in a lot of out of towners right so i can see people splitting like you know like you said you know protect the dunes um yeah it is and i think that's just us being snobs towards people from bakersfield and fresno as well
1: <laughs> well but people then, from but the they... people from the valley i guess but then, the, but then all, there's going to be locals who support it because they're making money from those people, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I, to me, the five cities has just been a colossal failure during this entire pandemic. I mean, I, I griped some episodes ago about the fact that at Pismo, we still have no signs anywhere on any of the beaches to encourage social distancing. We have numerous sets of stairs that go down to the beach um, that are narrow, where it's nearly impossible to have six feet of separation from someone coming up versus someone coming down, no signage, no, no signs, nothing telling people, don't loiter here. Because people some people just sit on the stairs, just hanging out to watch the view. It's like, dude, you, it's impossible to social distance. And, and if you go to Pismo Beach, that is just a cluster F-bomb. I don't know what it's gonna be like today or this week with everything shut down. Um, like I don't, I don't, In other words, I don't remember what happened in March. Pismo, like was Pismo actually shut down? Because I feel like that's the one place in this whole county that no matter what, there's just throngs of people everywhere, man. And it's 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 dude, it drives me insane. Like I think they were sorry to
0: cut you off. I think they were back and forth between then, like, don't go to the beach, go to the beach, don't go to the beach. So, yeah, there was inconsistencies, and then you get research saying that you know you're not gonna get it out at the beach because you're out in the open. Um but yeah, I think there's a lot of back and forth. I, I guess that's just how the whole world has been, right? Where you get one week, okay, you're fine, next week, you're not. And then that's what just makes people go dizzy, right? Yeah. Um, on figuring out what they are able and allowed to do. But yeah, I mean, Pismo, I guess for Pismo, I guess they're maybe being dismissive about it because their whole economy is based on tourism.
1: Yeah, but again, and that's and and yeah, and I guess that's I guess what's really just depressed me about this whole pandemic so much is is how much focus there is on money in a major health scare. You know, I get the livelihood thing, I get it, but again, this is where the government should have stepped in. You know, so like for example, if you're a business that relies on tourism, the government should be subsidizing you until this pandemic's done, right? So you don't have to stay open, right? It's it's uh, but our government's not doing that, or at least our federal government isn't doing that, so. My roommate uh, brought up a, uh,
0: I think it's a valid question. How oh. would you feel about if the government said, we'll give you like a stimulus amount of like, say, $1,200 to take the vaccine? Do you think that would encourage more people to take the vaccine when it comes Hell out?
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Of course it would. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. Because I, I,
0: yeah, we talked about it. I'm on the fence about it because it's because the first round, you just, we still don't know what the side effects of a vaccine is going to be. And uh, that's why I'm kind of leery of it, you know. Why do you I'll say wait.
1: that? They've been—I mean, you don't think all these—I mean, the, these companies—they go through well, endless trials and errors to make sure right, there are no
0: side effects. Well, sure. I mean, well, I don't know what the test pool has been. Well, no, I'm just going to—I'm always going to be leery of just taking any vaccine. I'm not saying that I'm against the vaccine. Yeah. I'm just going to
1: let—I'll let you go first. Are you leery of a flu shot? No, I took the flu shot. Okay, so it's not—it's not. I don't think it would be that much different from a flu shot. Well, I mean probably, but like I said, we still don't, yeah,
0: they, I, they might've only tested a thousand people, but no, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, sometimes you have that risk when you take a flu shot where you can get sick for a couple of days. Right. You know, like you said, it's your body building yeah. up the antibodies. You'll get that. So You'll we get don't-
1: that with this. No, you will get that with this. My, my understanding is there's going to be a good two, three days where you feel like shit, where you feel like total shit, but I'd still rather have two or three days versus like months and the, and the, the, the days where you feel like shit, it's not like you're going to have a, you know, chest infection and you're going to be on a respirator. It's just, you just run down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess
0: guess I'm leery too, just because like
1: we've said multiple times that this virus has been
0: inconsistent uh, in terms of like a 20 year old can be fine. A six year old can be fine. A 20 year old old can die. A six year old can die. There's this big range of, of side effects or, you know, from nothing to death to, yeah. I mean, is the vaccine going to be safe for even people in their sixties or seventies? I mean, I guess only time and, Shots will tell. So
1: Yeah. I mean, the only risk with a, with a vaccine, at least with a flu shot, um, is Legionnaire's disease. I don't know if you've ever, you've ever heard of that. But you have to have some vulnerability to it and have some issues with your nervous system. Um, like with flu shots, for example, it's a one in 500,000 shot of you getting leg- Legionnaire's disease. I think it's Legionnaire's. I forgot what the exact. I think that's what it is. And all it is is that you, your nervous system malfunctions. And so for a significant period of time, you lose your ability maybe to walk or to speak properly. It's kind of crazy. It freaked me out. Like when I first learned about that for two years, I did not take the flu shot because <laughs> they did a whole new story on it. And they showed this former Washington Redskins cheerleader who got it and she couldn't walk straight like she could like dude, she, she, she got messed up from this thing. I hope she's fine now. I saw that and I'm like, I don't want that. So I didn't care about the one in five hundred thousand. So for two years, I didn't take the flu shot and got the flu both those years felt horrible like for for almost a month so yeah I went I went I
0: went went a few years without taking it because they would offer it at work and uh, maybe this is me being ignorant I felt if everybody else at work is taking the flu shot then I don't need it and then like I said (laughs) I think I probably went I think I went like maybe five years without taking it and um then the one year I said, okay, I think it was like 2016, 2017. I said, all right, I'll just take it. And yeah, I felt like crap for three days. I I really yeah. did. I was like, I kind of regret it. And then I've taken it. I think two years after that, I felt fine. I didn't take it last year, which I I regret because, like I said at the beginning of the year, I had a, a nasty cough. Yeah. And for a couple months, could have been COVID, could have not have been COVID. Yeah. Uh, and then I took it back in September when the first rounds came out because they were telling people, hey, you know, if you have access to getting it, take it. And I was in Target. There was a big Disneyland line. And I said, you know what? <laughs> While the line dies down, I'll go get the flu shot and pay for my stuff up here. And so I did it. I did that back in late, mid to late September.
1: Jonathan, do you have the flu
3: shot? Um, I did not get it this year. Oh,
1: get it. Get it. It's not too late, man. It takes, it takes two weeks for it to inoculate in your system. So the sooner you get it, the better. Because mm-hmm. um, my understanding is even if you do get COVID, if you have the flu shot, your body's reaction will not be as severe um yeah they said that uh,
0: might help yeah that's another reason why i took it that it could
1: potentially help with exactly exactly so and and i do think a lot of these cases i mean the reason why i think our country right now is mired in this is is even though like when you see all these cases of covid it wouldn't surprise me if some of these people also have the flu you know like like you could have both of them in your system and your body's dude your body's overwhelmed at that point it's crazy jonathan so based on going back to uh, uh uh oceano what is your take on it Having been out there, you took some great photos. The story's gonna be published soon at Questonian.com. Chances are when you're hearing this, it will be up on the website. Um, you you I think the photography was fantastic. This is a great multimedia story. So, in your opinion, man, well, like what, what do you think? Should they should they leave it open? Should they close it for good? because you have a lot of environmentalists who don't want this open anymore. They don't think people should be driving on beaches. What are your thoughts on that?
3: Well, I would say that saying that like, going on the beach, it is a I was. It was my first time going there. It is a really nice like environment. It's a really nice beach, and I say like since the since it's actually like one of the bigger beaches I've ever seen. Like I didn't even. I spent there for two hours. I don't even think I've scaled like half of it. There are like masses of land that you could take your vehicles, but like you can't. You don't necessarily have to take your vehicles the whole way. Hmm. So I would say like they. You could limit the areas of where beaches of over beaches of where vehicles can and cannot go. And obviously to not where, where the animals are living. Right. And then you could just like limit the vehicles to the opening area. Cause like that's where most of them are per se. Mm-hmm. And then you can um, have these certain areas where it's just like on foot and, you know, like where people just want to chill. That at least that was my takeaway. Cause like, I know the locals like value this beach and so I know some friends that actually go there occasionally. So that's like my take in it. Like you mm. can keep it open, just like, just like limit the vehicle use.
1: I've heard the beach is massive. Like it stretches all the way to Halama. Is that true? Oh, Jared, do you know that? I've
0: I, no, I have no idea. No, I've like I said, I've never really ventured out that far to really know. I mean, you can see it from. You know, if you're in Avala, you can see all the way out to the dunes, almost not from yeah. Avala, but you know, definitely from parts of Shell Beach. When right. on a clear day, it goes for miles.
3: I, I um, because um, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, man.
0: No, 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 go ahead, go
3: ahead. I think it is Avala because, like, when you enter the 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 main like entrance to the right, I think is Avala because I kind of had a tour guide <laughs> because mm-hmm. like local. She said, "Yeah, over there is Avala." I'm like, "Wow, we went there like last week, and I didn't realize it was that like close." yeah right and then but like when you're looking at it, it's like it's like a mile it's like miles and miles away yeah
1: i i I, I had someone tell me that that the beach stretches from shell beach all the way to halama like it's just one huge massive beach which is really crazy if you think about that like uh but i don't but i don't know if you can drive all the way you know like
3: because like um it's
1: probably limitations there huh
3: yeah like the farther you go like the less vehicles you'll see, gotcha.
1: Did you, did you see vehicles stuck at all? Yes, I mean,
3: I, <laughs> I've gotten my share of at least three vehicles stuck. Were it they
1: four wheel drive or were they standard two wheel?
3: I want to say four wheel drive, but then I remember like walking back. Um, there was this truck, his um, it was only rear rear wheel drive. And then, oh,
1: okay, all right, uh-huh. well,
3: uh huh. Well, it could be
0: you kind of. Kind of be dumb to not go on there without a four by four right i mean
1: agreed
3: <laughs> it's kind of strange because like he wasn't on like the main road he was driving on soft sand
1: oh that's
0: dumb mm.
3: so that's just a like, schmuck oh wow <laughs> like, probably
0: some dude from bakersfield yeah.
3: <laughs> what,
1: about, what about so but did you see any four wheel drive vehicle stock i've always been i've always wondered about that i know in theory you could like, I, I one time had a firefighter tell me that, like, in a snowstorm, the only way to truly have a vehicle that will not get stuck is to have chains. Like, that's the only way. Like, even a four-wheel drive vehicle with snow tires can still, in theory, get stuck if, you're, if your tires just aren't getting traction. And I'm wondering if that's the same thing with sand, you know? Like, can, even with a four-wheel drive vehicle, like, can you get stuck out there? I'm guessing yes, but I don't know.
3: Did not you me. see any? I did. Like, one of the there few was a four-wheel drive, and it, it wow. didn't some like help from other wow. people. Wow.
1: That's crazy. Even with four wheels moving, dude, you're just not going anywhere. That's insane.
3: I would say like, you know, like there's hard sand and there's a dedicated road. I, I advise staying on that dedicated road.
1: <laughs> oh, so there's a road on the beach. So there's a certain area where they recommend you actually driving on.
3: Mm-hmm. So there's like um. Oh. Okay. you're going to see tire tracks, of course. And, and they're like, it, it's going to it's the dedicated road where like if you step on it, it's hard enough where you can actually support vehicles. But when you like go a couple inches to the left, that's where the soft sand starts to start.
1: Oh, interesting, Jerry. If you ever want to try that out, man, I got four. I got a four-wheel drive truck. Stood. I wish you go try that soon. I'm curious. Well, well, we, uh, we'll put. Can we put a Trump flag on your truck? No. <laughs> I don't know
3: hell no
1: no. hell (laughs) no we'll we'll put a we'll put a we'll put a a u.s flag that's black and white with a blue stripe in the middle because that's not totally that's not totally disrespecting the u.s flag at all i i have no idea why people make a huge big deal about kneeling down during an anthem but for some reason it's perfectly fine to change the colors of the u.s flag why is that okay but kneeling during an anthem is not okay
3: Someone and then please. also, if you have
0: religious, if for religious freedoms, you're actually not, uh, not. Uh, let me rephrase this. Uh, I think some Muslims, I know Jehovah's Witnesses do not stand for the flag. Or they there don't. You go.
1: Yeah. There you go. There you
0: go. I kind of want to not shift too far from uh, Jonathan's story, but photographer to photographer, what uh, camera are you using for your journalistic coverage? Hmm. Lenses.
3: My lenses, I use a... I think it's a it's just a stand I have a Nikon D thirty four hundred and okay. I'm just a standard like thirty-five point fifty five lens. But okay. I I bought like those like butterfly cap things that like reduces light coming in. Okay. Fonse.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I got one of those too. I it's all good, yeah so know. what do you
0: so when you said you were doing the the drive-through i think you said you're going up to people taking pictures so i'm assuming you're using like a little wide wide angle lens mm-hmm. Of course.
1: oh you're using that camera for the drive-through story
3: oh for the drive-through story i actually some of them i used my my camera for some photos but then some of them on my phone
1: i would have just done all on your phone that would explain why people were staring at you because because th- that is <laughs> kind of a, exactly. i didn't i didn't realize that until you just said it. i was i was picturing like you're in your your phone i could see them being a little like Curious, like, why is this person shooting me? But yeah, if you have a, a long lens, you know, DSLR camera, yeah, I'd be very curious. Like, why are you aiming that thing right at me when I'm just ordering
3: food? <laughs> what's <laughs> <that's>
1: go- <laughs> what's going I on
3: here? To my phone, because I didn't like want to cause too much attention to myself. Right. But then, like, <laughs> I, I like, I that's people stared at me, but I'm just that's like,
1: okay. funny. <laughs> That's funny. Jonathan, uh, you're going to be back with the Questonian next semester. Look forward to reading more of your stories and you can catch his content by going to questonian.com. Jonathan, man, thanks for coming on. And, I, and if you've been telling me you want to start your own podcast, when you do so, let me know. We'll bring you on here and promote it, okay? All
3: right. Thank you. That actually helped, helped a lot.
1: Yeah, of course, man. And with that, I don't even know if you need a microphone with that Mac Mac mic. Like That thing is just, you're right, it's, it's baritone. It's got bass. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's all about that bass. All about the bass, slapping the bass, slapping the bass. All right, Jonathan, thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have a great winter vacation and stay sane. That's the hardest part of this world. How are you doing, Jerry? You were hungover when we hit last time we talked, or you covered? Are you back to normal? <laughs> I'm back to normal. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about 85%. Nice. Uh, the, uh, the two day hangover yeah. is a real thing now.
0: Oh, especially Whatever. at our, age, at our yes. age, bro. I mean, there's been times I noticed. Uh, I, I want to say, literally, the day that I turned 30, you know, I got pretty sauced on my 30th birthday, and ever since that point, hangovers have been more body-based more than it is headache-based. Like you just yeah. feel like you have just been ragdolled or something, like just been playing a football game, and and it's you know definitely uh, as you get older or uh, wise or or whatever you want to call it, it yeah. hangovers are definitely different. You know, the recovery's oh, a dude. little
1: bit. To me, it's the it's the number one sign indicating you're aging. <laughs> the it's, hangover it's, it's i noticed i, me- I remember that i remember it was like it was like my late 20s all of a sudden i'm like dude this is not like like the, i i couldn't do anything the next day anymore like when i was when i was in college man you still get up the next day you feel like crap, oh yeah but pop like three advil
0: go to yeah, work dude, was, yeah you, you might feel it, a little nauseous but it's all good it'll, it'll yeah, fade away
1: exactly you survive you can survive now it's like dude even the second day there's still like that little fog you're still feeling a little eh like yeah. lack, and luckily lack, and lucky mental. for me
0: i don't go to work until 2 30 in the afternoon and it's still like still wasn't, still wasn't enough. that's
1: brutal no, it's brutal man so and, and, you know? and there's like a mental aspect to it too that like i i feel depression sometimes when the next day it's yeah it is brutal yeah. man it is so, brutal
0: so uh yeah. before we hopped on that you were
1: uh i guess it's two
0: questions you were talking with your students having like a, a class discussion so what do they refer to you as? Do you, I, I heard a couple of your students call you Cyrus.
1: Yeah, well, the Questonian class is unique. Like we're, we're so, we work so close together that um, like, some of, like some of them still call me professor, but then like, for example- are you, enter- are you technically a professor? Yes. Oh yeah, I've been a professor. I mean, I've been a full-time assistant professor for, for a while. I, uh, my official title at Questa College is, is instructor. Uh, my official title at San Jose State University is is, prof- or is lecturer, actually. And then my official title at Park College is adjunct professor. But the old what all, goes,
0: what's, what's the difference between all three of those? There
1: is no difference. That's, it's, it's, it's all just semantics, right? I mean, ultimately, yes. I'm, like the moment you teach at a level above high school, you're a professor. And part of the reason why I say, especially university level, because at a university level, you have to have a graduate degree and in most cases, a lot of professional experience um community colleges are more lackadaisical in that regard but yeah with the is different because like my my editors-in-chief for example yeah we're on a first name basis you know and and it's just different dude it's, it's a more casual environment it's a, it's more like a work environment than a school environment because they're literally producing stories that a lot of people read but no like my my other classes i teach no they don't call me that they go professor or professor satsas or yeah
0: is it a boost to your ego
1: no it was
0: because i know there's some people that hey refer to me as a doc doctor whatever you know doctor so-and-so some people
1: you know want that people refer to me as that sometimes even though technically i'm not i don't have my phd i just have masters um so i'm not technically a doctor but look i'm 42 now i started doing this when i was 34 at 34 it was a rush at 34 years of age when i first started doing this yeah when people you have a classroom of students and they're looking up to you and they're intimidated by you and yeah it's exciting it is exciting yeah there's there's a and then you know and the, and the ego does come into play a little bit but at this stage no man is there's it's just I, I at this stage the only thing i give a shit about is helping them and making sure they leave the class better human beings mm. um whereas when i first started I, yeah i definitely carried I had, my, I had my chest puffed out man i was like i was an intellectual elite and now, now, <laughs> I, now I don't give a shit i could care less um
0: yeah. i've always wondered if i if i ever became if i were ever a teacher if i just say hey just call me jerry i don't, I don't
1: yeah know. well like like i said with the questonian i'm cool with that i tell them that but none of the other classes just because any other class it's a, it's a classroom dude you know you, you have to have that structure and but the only time I, I i call them out is if they say sir i'm like dude you don't have to call me sir like you know, <laughs>
0: i feel like i I started getting sirs when i when i turned 32 if he was like yes sir it's like stop stop
1: (laughs) yeah i don't mind i don't mind it but it's just i just tell i'm like dude i'm not a better human being than you i just i'm just i just most likely i'm older and have more wisdom that's it
0: you ever seen those youtube videos where they do pranks it's like a bunch of kids in high school will go up to their teachers and call them by their first names and you get like, oh yes it's funny you you just look up it on, on youtube and it's funny because you'll get a wide uh range of Responses from the teachers, like teachers, like what? Some teachers will get mad. Some teachers <laughs> are like it's Professor Jenkins, you know. It's like, and it's it's funny because you know it's just kind of like that, you know, teasing somebody. You know, you know. Sometimes I refer to my mom by her first name just to be an asshole. Um, <laughs> you know, just you know, just to mess with people. You know, that's a dick move. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but she, you know, she gets it. You know, it's yeah. Funny. You know, she funny. calls me by my first name. Why can't I call her by her first name? That's
1: true. <laughs> that is true.
0: Nobody just do it. I just do it in teasing, but it is funny to see the teachers' reactions um, uh, when they're not called by Mister or Mrs. or Professor. So I was just wondering if you had the same response.
1: Yeah, and and I've had like in a regular classroom, I've had on occasion someone just come out and call me Cyrus, but I've never reacted that way. I just went with it. Um, I could see like in high school that being a big deal. Right. I, I don't. I don't think in high school you're going on a first name basis with your teachers. Um, in college, it's, dude, they're all adults. I know they're young. Right. Well, most, I mean, we do sometimes have high school kids coming in, but, um, but for the most part, they're, you know, they're adults, man. So I'm not, I, and I don't have, I feel like my ego is healthy in the sense that I don't think I'm better than them. I I don't think I'm a superior human being and I recognize them in, in a position of authority. And, and I feel like the moment I got this job and the moment you're in a position of authority, you can either go one of two ways. You can either abuse it or you can use it for for good, and I'm trying to use it for good. You know, I'm I'm there to help my students, and there's only so much you could do, man. Like there's students that just quit, stop showing up. You can't do anything about that. You know, they're gonna suffer for so it. So, gonna... did you
0: ever meet your students in class? Has it always been through Zoom?
1: This semester, I, I've not met them. Really? Um, so you never
0: had like one day of coming into class?
1: No, we couldn't. We couldn't. We're not allowed to. Like, so it's all been. So it's
0: all. So your students that I saw earlier just all yeah. strictly been like how you and I. Are, so people who are not in the know right now, we're. Recording the podcast audio wise, but we're also looking at each other through Zoom. Yeah. And when I joined in earlier, uh, all your students were on, so I just wasn't sure if this is the most contact you've had with them. It's just yes, some
1: of them, some of them, like like uh, like the fir- our ge- our first guest, for example, Lauren. She was part of the Questonian last semester, so we've had physical interactions, like one-on-one okay. in person. Um, oh, and Jonathan too. So yeah, so I guess okay. both, of them, both of them I have, yeah. So because of that, I do feel like we have a more closer relationship. Um, every student that was new this semester, no. I've had zero physical interactions. And in all honesty, man, I, I can't. Like, let's say for the sake of argument, I decided to say, yeah, let's have one, let's meet on a beach somewhere or something like that, right? Um, and then I got sick or one of them got sick and word got out, I'd, I'd lose my job. They'd fire really? me probably in the spot. Oh yeah, because like there's a hard rule at Quest at least were like, like you can't, if you're going to, if I wanted to go to campus, my office right now, for example, I'd have to notify my Dean and she'd have to notify the custodians. And so then I'd have to pick the day and time I'm going. I'd probably, my understanding is they do temperature checks for every student that comes in and probably every faculty member too, because there are some labs that are still open right now. And Mm -hmm. then I'd go to my office, do whatever I have to do. And then the moment I left, the custodians would come in there and sanitize the entire environment. And that's what they're doing right now. That's a policy. So, um, no, dude, th- it's very strict. I-, I cannot see them or physically interact with them. And there are some exceptions, like some lab classes that are based mostly in engineering. I think some of those still have to meet every now and again, but, um, yeah, dude, I don't see them. It's just, it's just and a screen. It's all virtual. My
0: other, my other question was, um, yeah. one of your students asking when's your next podcast? Cause they wanted to debate you about Led Zeppelin.
1: Yes. Yeah, you I'm want in, to dude. put on this real quick? Yeah, well, I'll get Joe. Well, you met Joe Aquafresca. He was on one of our previous podcasts. He's our lowrider.
0: He's our lowrider boy.
1: Yes, dude, exactly. So him and I had a debate, and this was back when he was one of my students in class. So I've I've known him too. Um, and the, the 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 debate question is who is the greater band, and this is totally subjective, but it's and the debate is between either the Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin. Mm. And I thought about it because that, that's a it's a great question. You know, I, I could not answer that right away. And I leaned slightly towards the Rolling Stones crediting their longevity for that reason. and Well, two reasons. One is their longevity. Two is their influence. Like mm-hmm. the Beatles might not have been the Beatles if it wasn't for the Stones. And think of they how- played They played off each other. There's they, it, definitely yeah. a rivalry. Yes, exactly. That rivalry increases your, the quality of your production, right? And there are countless other bands that credit the Rolling Stones as influencing them i'm sure mm-hmm. this the zeppelin has that too but so i i just so i slightly lean towards the stones i don't think there's a right or wrong answer here necessarily joe is adamant that led zeppelin is a superior band he thinks based okay. on quality alone they're the they're the superior rock band what do you think do you, i don't know how familiar all right you. this
0: because i could probably answer this in 20 minutes or in two minutes but i'll try to give you my two minute version i yeah, would say minutes, yeah. uh, out of those two bands i would and this might sound pretentious i would say the Greatest rock and roll band would be the Rolling Stones, but the best hard rock band would be Led Zeppelin.
1: That's interesting,
0: Um, because you have to remember, like Rolling Stones have a little bit more of the pop, which is where that's where to me that's where rock and roll kick in. You know, got the rock and you got the dance. You know, you a little mixture of. Yeah. Sounds more, tends to lean more towards the pop, right? Yeah. Because um, you got to look at the history of rock and roll. You had Chuck Berry, you know, Elvis Presley, where, it's, you know, you had the rock part and you had the roll part. And to me, Led Zeppelin's more hard rock. I mean, they're the forefathers of heavy metal and they are their, they are their sound that definitely, gen, you know, influenced a generation. Are they?
1: Is Let's and Consider that? Like they're they're the they're the pioneers of heavy metal like they they're the reason why heavy. Yeah, metal I mean
0: exists. I think people just lean towards more the Black Sabbath, but if you listen, you know, when the levy breaks and you listen to John Bonham's drumming it's it's that's that's some hard stuff. That's not you know that's not for the under thirteen crowd, you know, it's- greatest it's, drummer it's
1: ever in my humble potentially,
0: opinion. potentially, yeah. I don't, He's definitely I don't one who, of the one of the greatest for you, sure. I
1: don't know who I don't know who you'd put over him. I mean, he, John Bonham to me is is the, the king. Right. But and you
0: feel it and even on a record from 1969 you feel his drumming it's thumping it's coming at you yes and you know you compare him to charlie watts from rolling stones you know you don't really even hear charlie watts you know you're hearing more of keith richards and and whatnot yeah but uh yeah i I think that's a good argument i just think they're two different bands and going back to the rivalry with the this is what's so cool and it and it's a shame because so the Rolling Stones and Beatles had a rivalry. They came out roughly around the same time, mm-hmm. but they would share studio space. Like to say, Hey, look at what we're listening to. We're... Yeah. There
1: was, there was respect there between them. They would know?
0: listen to each other's recordings as their recordings, which is crazy because that also happened in the eighties and nineties when, you know, guns and roses and Metallica, like, Hey, come into our studio, check out where we, what we got going. Mm-hmm. And then the other band would be like, Oh wow. Did you hear what they're doing? We got to do this too. And that's cool yeah. that you can have a rivalry and respect towards each other. Um, and hopefully that rivalry just like in sports it enhances your play it enhances it 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 makes you you know come up or try to push the boundaries of what your creativity is um but yeah led zeppelin versus rolling stones i just think it's it's a, a different argument and, yeah, so, and, so, I, and i and i and i agree with you more sorry to uh cut you off but because of, because of the off. longevity that uh rolling stones from the 60s 70s and 80s to their last big hit i don't know maybe '88, 89 uh, even even
1: 90s yeah even 90, but i mean 90. i'm
0: talking about like like a real a big hit hit yeah,
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: but i mean here's what's crazy i would like to see a rolling stones show but i don't want to pay 500 bucks
1: i i did i saw them oh. live uh five years ago i did spend 500 bucks it was 250 a ticket and the seat sucked um st- i'm assuming
0: it was a stadium
1: at petco san diego okay
0: yeah
1: yeah and um I mean, it was worth the money just because you know it's. It was a great experience. They did not play any of the songs I wanted them to play, though. They played like the most cliche like songs you hear you've heard on the radio a thousand times. That's all. Wait, they, played. they didn't play the songs you wanted them to play. Like, yeah, what? because my favorite songs of the Stones are some of their mellower tracks that are not um, like Fade to Black." They didn't play that. Oh, really? Um, okay. "Angie," they didn't play that. Uh, "Wild Horses," they didn't play that. So, there, so there was a few that they that they that I really wanted to hear that they didn't play. Um, they did. Play I figured Fade Shelter. to Black would be a staple. You'd think so too, right?
0: I mean, I hear, yeah. it, I mean, that's using soundtracks all over the place when somebody's trying to be mysterious and dark. Fade to Black or Gimme Shelter, which I think Gimme Shelter it, is a fantastic song.
1: That is a fantastic song. They did play that one. Uh, they played Gimme Shelter, Satisfaction, which is, you know, it's all right. Like, like they played all these. Well, you got to like play it. Satisfaction, right? You have, that's, that's. I know, but again, that's not, I, I wanted to. <laughs> The more, I guess, the less, you know, the, the the round two of their hits, not not the most <laughs> famous one. Anyways, Jerry, we've been doing this for a while, man. Uh, I, I got to go. I, I don't know about you. Do you work today? You working? I do work today. I got uh, just under two hours. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Um, we'll have a good day at work.
0: <laughs> no, it's all good. I go in at 2.30, so I'm chill. I got to go right. eat, chill, breathe, take an what? IV. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like oh, <laughs> recovering God. from you know the weekend, you know, I'm just you know, <laughs> pumping myself with fluids.
1: If you did have access to that, that would be your hangover solution right there. What what do they put in <laughs> the, what is that the saline solution they put in those IV bags? I, yeah, heard, some electrolytes. I've, I've heard that's secure, man. That makes you feel better. Well they do weird. that in Vegas so you
0: can uh they have a van that drives around and it's, but it's like a hundred plus bucks for them to come to your I think you either go into the van and they pump you up or they can come to your room and pump you up.
1: Dude, it might be worth it. I don't know. I that's don't know crazy. Vegas, know. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Well, yeah, That's- let's
0: continue the next podcast. Let's do a music uh,
1: debate. Bring on Lowrider
0: Boy and see. Let's let's uh, give him some knowledge.
1: Yeah, we'll do it soon. Uh, thanks to Lauren Grasmick for coming on. Thanks for Jonathan Appalacho for coming on. And until next time, thanks, folks. I'll say something. Bye.
0: <laughs> well, let me get to the point. Let's roll. Another joint turn a radio to I'm too long.